Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for podcasters by podcasters. Podcasting Smarter is the official podcast from Podbean, featuring podcasting interviews, best practices, and helpful tips. We're here to give you the tools, resources, product updates, and news to help you get started podcasting and keep your podcast growing. Hello, and welcome to Podcasting Smarter. This is Norma Jean Belenke, Podbean's Head of Events. And in today's episode, we'll be having a conversation with Rob Greenlee, Podbean's SVP of Content and Partnerships, where we'll get into audience trust, what it is, how to get it, and why it's important. Stay tuned, and here we go. Hi, Rob. How's it going? It's great, Norma. Thank you for having me on the Podbean podcast. I'm, I'm excited to be here and talk with you. And uh, as I kind of enter the Podbean world and and kind of get familiar with the platform and and start working with podcasters on the platform and and you know folks like you that have been working uh, Podbean for for quite a while now and then doing your own podcast for Podbean, the official podcast. So I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So today we're here to talk all about audience or listener trust. So for everybody out there, can we just talk about what that is first? Because I think it's such a, it's such a broad term in the industry and I think it's so important. It's so important, number one, and we'll get there, but let's first talk about what is audience and listener trust coming from a podcaster? Yeah, I think the big thing to think about is as a podcaster, um, what is your big picture relationship with your audience and what's your role in a listener's experience and, and life and how can you build that relationship and make it based on solid foundation uh, and, and make that relationship with that audience really matter to them and matter to you as a podcaster. I think that there's, there's some key elements that go into it. You know, I've been a longtime podcaster. I started podcasting in 2004 and, and have done many different podcasts. I've, I've gotten the prize of a pod fader before as well and had a podcast for a few years and then stopped it and then started new ones. So I've had a lot of kind of varied experience with different co-hosts and, and, um, doing solo show and doing all sorts of <laughs> variety in the podcasting space. And so, so this whole topic of trust with audiences has really been something that I've thought about a lot because when you want to build an audience, you really have to think about these things, I think, anyway. And, and, and a lot of people don't always think about this topic as it relates to their podcast. So I've got it kind of broke down into like seven key elements that have some depth to it. But that's, that's kind of how I look at why trust matters. Absolutely. And we're going to go into those seven elements in a couple of minutes. But I think it's also, you know, it's when your listener you know, when your audience is listening to your podcast, when your listeners are tuning in, you know, every week or whenever your podcast releases new episodes and they know that what you're saying is true or it resonates for them. And it's really that relationship. I love the way that you phrase that. And we're going to go into the seven steps, but first I want to talk about why it's important. Why it's important to build trust. I think that the big reason is, is that you know, you're building really almost like a friendship relationship with someone. And I think one of the foundations of human relationships is trust. And if you can build loyalty with your audience based on a foundation 
of human connection and human conversation that they can they can really trust and feel connected to you that will endear them to you to also do something that you want them to potentially do and that's share it with others one of the foundations of podcasting is this is what's considered to be a word of mouth medium which means that your audience are your your biggest promoters and your biggest fans and you want to foster that kind of relationship with your um between you and those those members of your community yeah absolutely it's about that relationship and and i think it's also something where you know your listeners once they have that relationship with you and they trust you and they're excited about your content they almost feel like they're along for the ride in a way right you know yeah. they're they feel like yes it's your show but they're part of it they're part of the community that you've created and you know it's really you know that buzz in the air of like oh you know i love this show and you know mm -hmm. i feel like you know this is an aspect of who i am or i really resonate with this content so that's incredibly important and now i kind of want to get into the seven elements of trust so let's get into them one by one and then we can kind of go over them so would you like me to read them or do you want to go over yeah them? i mean if you want to start off and then we can just kind of dig into the details in it absolutely right. and i love that you've kind of broken these down as well because it's something where you know, something like trust can seem so simple, but there are so many different nuances within it. And, you know, when you're building that audience trust, these are really important things to consider with your audience for everyone out there listening. So the first is to respect their audience, respect your audience. <laughs> yeah. When you respect your audience, you know, you're respecting them as people, right? You're meeting them on that human level, but you're also respecting their time, right? If yeah. your episodes are a certain length, every week or every episode you want to make sure that yep. you know they have that consistency and then also you want to respect their feedback as well you know ask questions to your audience hey what do you guys think of the latest episode or hey do you have any questions or hey did you have a favorite guest that you'd like us to bring back that kind right. of thing so just having that interaction and saying hey you are along for the ride you are part of the journey is so important and also you know their opinions maybe you know some episodes have or maybe you have an episode where a guest isn't the most popular guest and maybe your listenership drops off mid-episode or maybe you know you ask hey what was everybody's favorite guest and then you know you get the favorite but then you also get hey this one you know wasn't really in relation or correlated with the rest of the content that you usually produce so just respecting and understanding their experience of your show as well is so important mm -hmm. yeah that's true and the topic of duration is that you know i've heard many say that the the duration of your show needs to be earned because what you typically see in a podcast is that, and I've done so many of these, and this is the same, this is the experience that I've had almost every time is that there's the longer you do a show, the more pressure there is on you to, to go longer. <laughs> right. So, so that's always kind of this underlying pressure. Cause you, if you really have a passion for that topic, you want to cover as much of it and you want to drive as much value as you can. And that's the key metric, right? You know, as you add value via content, I think you feel empowered to, to maybe do more, uh, longer content because at the end of the day, what you want to do is, is have that audience listen to your full episode. Right? So if you don't feel like you are driving enough value, the, at the beginning of starting a podcast, then go ahead and keep it short. But maybe over a period of time, as you get more confident, more experience and more knowledge, maybe you can go, go a little longer. And that's, that's kind of 
respecting your audience's attention and what the value that you're bringing to them. And also it's important to think about the needs of the host and the needs of the audience, right? Your needs as the podcast hosts are as equally valuable as the needs of the audience. And I think trying to strike a balance there is part of building a relationship. So, so, you know, my needs as a content creator need to be met as well, as well as the audience needs. So, you know, being open and taking seriously your audience input always has to be taken a little bit with a grain of salt. You know, and you need to listen to your audience, but also weigh that against you as a host needs in the content, in the learning that you're creating for your own life when you do the podcast too. So these are complicated kind of interaction types of relationships and, you know, terrific topics can come from the audience too. So create pathways for that audience to share with you things that they think about that maybe you haven't thought about that you can bring to the, to the podcast. I don't know. I've done so many situations where I've gotten feedback from the audience and it's like, wow, I didn't even think about that point. That would be a terrific episode. So, and then just create and promote participation uh, as much as you can, whether it's through surveys, direct feedback, creating ways and and asking your audience for participation at, at kind of basic and simple levels. So lots yeah. of things involved in just a basic thing like respecting your audience. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's so much nuance there. And, you know, the next element of trust that we're going to talk about is really about your audience and it's uniting your audience, right? Yeah. Like you were saying, they have their own experience of your show. They have their own needs, right? They need the episode to, you know, be consistent and they need to have, you know, feel like they resonate with your content, but also you're creating a community as a podcaster, right? And everybody who mm -hmm. listens is part of that community in one yep. way or another. So to foster that community and encourage interaction with your listenership is huge. Yeah. I mean, you're building a community of individuals that you want to be connected with you and other members of the community. So you're not, I think some broadcasters and podcasters think that they're speaking to an audience, right? So, but when you speak to your, your audience, you need to use terms that refer to them as individuals, right? Like you and, and those type of words versus, you know, all of you, thank you for joining me today. It's like, thank you for joining me today. So that builds kind of that singular kind of connection with an individual audience member, but then, you know, talk about other members of the community too, and, and that they provide in input. And I've seen the, especially in live shows, this interaction that happens between community members is, is some of the most interesting dynamics that I've seen. And, and some of the shows I've done in the past where the community members become friends and they start talking amongst each other during your live show. So they've built a relationship that's separate even from your show, but they'll also come to meet their friends while they're listening to your show. So that plays into a kind of a live audience dynamic, but, you know, create like, topical groups too amongst your community. And that's why it's so powerful to create a, create a group around your podcast is, is, um, and talk about the community and talk about what the impact the community is making on other people's lives and the comments and how they're helping each other. 
And you as the host need to be active in that group too. You need to be seen as a participant and a facilitator of greater communication and really show yourself as a leader in the community. You really have to stand out and say, I'm going to provide a foundation for other people's terrific experience. And I'm going to share my knowledge, but yet I'm also going to listen to. So that's important. And then create exposure opportunities for your listeners within the show too. So if they have a comment or whatever, you know, it's almost like a mailbag kind of situation where you can talk about various members and what they've said and what they've done in the community or as a contribution to the show. And uh, like I was saying, encourage members to talk to each other, create pathways between audience members to uh, get to know each other. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I mean, first of all, that's a very helpful tip kind of where you started with, you know, you aren't speaking to a room full of people. You're speaking to one person at a time at the same time, a lot of the time. So it's definitely one of those things, right? You know, we talk about this a lot at Podbean. You are listening to a podcast on the same device where you're calling your mom, you're calling your kids, you're speaking to your family. So podcasting Mm -hmm. is very intimate in that way. And, you know, creating this audience and community of individual one-on-one connections is really how people listen to podcasts, number one. And then in terms of the interaction, creating that community and opportunity for your audience to take their experience of your show into something greater than the sum of its parts, right? Maybe they make a best friend that likes the same true crime show, right? Right, exactly. Or has similar interests. And so that, that interaction is really important, you know, whether it's meetups in person for your podcast, right. whether it, it's totally. live episodes where people can comment and, you know, hop in the chat. There are so many opportunities to really create that interaction for your audience. So that's huge. And it kind of really feeds into the next element that we're talking about, which is showing you care. You know, I think a lot of creators go into podcasting because we love it. Right. Right. We go into podcasting because it's a topic that we feel passionately about. You know, we care about the people in that specific community. What we use true crime as an, an example. I used true crime as an example a couple minutes ago. So we'll use that again. Right. So it's right. people who love true crime, right? It's people who yep. love other people who are love true crime and and want that community in a way. So, you know, showing up for that community and showing that you care is so important, right? And yeah. giving people the access that you can, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether that's right. hey, here's my email, it's in the show notes and at podcasting smarter. You know, you can always email us podcasting smarter at podbean.com, any podcasting question. But you know, for your show, whatever that access is, right? Maybe it's, hey, tweet at us or, hey, send us a, a send us a comment on our, or, you know, pop a comment on our Instagram, whatever it is, right? Make sure that you're available in the way that you feel comfortable being, but to your audience. So they have a way to interact with you. So that's, yeah. that's really helpful. And make sure that it's consistent. You know, like you mentioned earlier, Rob, pod fate is real. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> So yeah. you know, and you it's tell okay. Him, I mean, it's, it's totally not something, okay, it's something right? To feel guilty about? No, but, no, yeah. no. We're not robots. We're human beings, right? And it's something where you know, if you're telling your audience, "Hey, tweet at me," but you really only have the bandwidth to check your email, then just say, "Hey, you know, send me an email, you know, about the show if you have any questions or you want to get in touch, anything like that." So, you know, it's it's definitely something where, you know, just know what what you're capable of and what's sustainable. 
you know, what you can re realistically commit to and then make sure that your audience knows that you're there for them in that way. So I think that's really important. And the next is, you know, showing your passion. Like we were talking about when you find that niche, when you find that podcast that you've got to make, you know, it's, it's too exciting not to. And, you know, you've done your research and you've, you've bought your mic and you're ready to go. And, you know, you registered with Podbean for hosting and you're, you know, starting to record episodes. People want to feel that enthusiasm. It's, it's really contagious. Yeah. I think it's really, really important, you know, and that's also part of showing that you care too, is, is that this common passion that you have with your audience, you're basically encouraging them to pursue their, their own passion, which creates an even deeper bond with your audience. So bringing that enthusiasm and that energy to, you know, just like this conversation, you know, you can tell that I've thought about these issues a lot over the years from my own experience. And this comes from a level of passion that I have towards the power of podcasting and the impact that it has on people's lives. Not so much. I think a lot of people think about podcasting as kind of a one way broadcast medium, but I think about it at a much deeper level because I'm also passionate about live too. I'd like to do live podcasts. I, I did live radio for, for like seven years. So it's, it's just one of those things that has always energized me and it also energizes the audiences that I've connected with over many, many years of doing a bunch of different shows and I still do a live show. So and it's, and it is exciting to do. And I love just the, the, the unpreparedness of it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the human, the human aspect. The I mean, anything can happen. Right. Yeah. Right. In live, anything can happen. You know, it's, it's really exciting in that way. And, and I think it allows the listeners and the audience to really be part of something in real time, right. right? Like I may not be behind the mic with you, but I'm here with you in the same temporal, you know, moment. And and I love that, you know, in terms of showing your energy and your enthusiasm because it allows your audience to get excited as well. Yeah. It's like, hey, I don't know if it's possible for you to be too excited because I'm so excited <laughs> about this, right? Right. And it allows it can them be a to really tiring to be too excited, but Right. But, but it, I mean it allows your audience yeah, to get weird right. in that way, you know, yeah, to say, exactly. Oh, I really love true crime and I just I love the show so much. And it allows them to feel right. safe in that and sharing that and listening to it and being part of the community that Maybe they're not too much or that it's okay to, to join in on the excitement, which I think is really right. important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that leads into authenticity, which is really the next element, which, you know, showing up as you are, who you are without dimming your light and saying, hey, you know, I really love true crime. This is my show, right. <laughs> you know, or, or whatever your, your niche or your genre is. Yeah. And I think also... Being who you are, I know that, that, that this term authenticity is kind of overused uh, from the standpoint, of, but it's it's a term that actually uh, is very important to podcasting. I think it's really what makes podcasting different than other other mediums. And you know, live just kind of creates an environment of who you are. Now, granted, there's a big chunk of podcasting now that is scripted drama, you know, storytelling. Uh, produced in segments and things like that. So there is a, a place for that time of production. What I'm talking about here is really more personality-driven, topic-driven type of podcasting, which has always been really the foundation of podcasting. And you don't have to have a great sounding voice. You know, that's the other thing. Be who you are. People 
I've heard so many podcasters say, well, I hate my voice. But the truth is, is that your uniqueness is a strength in podcasting. So, you know, your voice always sounds terrific. Now, granted, I know podcasters today that have been podcasting for, you know, 15 years that if they were to not be a podcaster, they they might think that they have a horrible voice, but they've built huge audiences with that voice. So, you know, it's not something that's going to hold you back. And then being as safely truthful as possible. I don't think I have this delusion that everybody has to be a hundred percent, you know, disclose everything about their personal life or every aspect of their life, because I think we all need to be considerate of our safety, especially uh, women podcasters need to be extra specially safe, right? With what they disclose about themselves and about their personal lives. So this is where it kind of gets into this gray area of authenticity can, can potentially be harmful too. So I think walking that line, depending on your safety and your topic that you're talking about in your podcast is an important kind of um, consideration in all this. And it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to admit mistakes. It's okay to say, this audio, you know, isn't my best and I'm going to do better next week. And, and I'm going to be more focused next week or something. It's okay to acknowledge errors in the show because that shows that you're human to your audience. But at the same time, you want to minimize your errors and you want to minimize, you know, the bad audio that you have. So it's not like it's okay to just do whatever you want to do and not be considerate of the listening experience. I think that's still part of taking responsibility as a host of a podcast to give a listenable experience to your audience, but it's okay to acknowledge when there's a infrequent mistake. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that's part of, you know, just being real and truthful, right? It's right. saying like, okay, I'm not perfect. Who is? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Occasionally you may, you know, sneeze in a live stream or something. And, you know, I think that just adds to your relatability in a lot of ways. And and I also really appreciate what you said about, you know, women podcasters and non-binary podcasters needing to be more careful in terms of disclosing personal information. Authenticity doesn't mean sharing everything in your life. Right. It means saying, hey, you know, not masking who you are, right? And right. just it's, being, yeah, yeah, showing up as who you are. <laughs> it, yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's being authentic with your personality, authentic exactly. uh, with your, your ability to entertain people as, yeah. as well as, you know, drive value and educate. If yeah. That's and not putting on, about, not putting right? on a show. I mean, putting on a show, creating a show, <laughs> right? but not, you know, putting on a show of a fake personality or, right. you Just know, pretending you to be someone you're not to right. try and get listeners because as any successful podcaster will tell you, it's really the being who you are that people want, right? There's, right. there's so much in the world. Your uniqueness really is your strength. Absolutely. That that's such an important point as well. And that really kind of leads into the next element of trust, which is, you know, showing lighthearted joy and humor, right? And just saying, yep. oh, mistakes happen, you know, and, and having fun with podcasting. You know, we're all here because we love it. Right. And right. that passion and the love of podcasting is really, it's effervescent almost and, and contagious in a way where people want to yeah. share that joy with you. Yeah, it's also can be a, be a challenge too. I mean, being um, hopeful, optimistic, 
cheerful, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We don't mean in a fake way, are, right. <laughs> right. Right, are not always easy to replicate every week. So I, I'm a firm believer in it needs to feel as natural as you can, but but it also needs to be something that you can you can foster in yourself when you need it. It's I spent many years, I spent 13 years playing competitive basketball. And I know that I needed to go to the game and I needed to, you know, if I was going to win, if I was going to contribute to the team winning, I needed to show up and I needed to to be the best that I could be, right? So this is this fits into that scenario as well is that you know you can't be fearful what you have to be is confident and you need to show up and if it needs some artificial enhancement one of the things that you can do is before you start doing a podcast is just put a big smile on your face yeah and think positive thoughts think confidence think like i'm going to be the best person that i can for this audience and bring that to the show you know it's it's a little bit like what a stand-up comedian has to do when they get up on stage. They, they, they have to put the game face on and they have to perform. It's not a, a true kind of fake act or anything, though, even though some people do that. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen and some podcasts don't have true performers, right, that have a personality on stage and then they have a personality in their real life. I think that happens a lot, especially with actors that mainly are perceived via a script. <laughs> right, versus right. Their, 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 their real personality. But, but I think in podcasting, I think it comes across, right? I, th- I think people can tell when you're being who you are and that energy is coming naturally. Absolutely. And we had, right. a, we had an expert on branded, branded audio, Mark Rako, earlier mm-hmm. in 2022. And he spoke about how, you know, our voices really carry emotion. So mm-hmm. that authenticity, yeah, right. absolutely. Your audience can tell, right? They can tell when you're excited. They can tell when you're sad. They can tell when you're annoyed <laughs> right? <laughs> or right. tired. And it's definitely yeah. something where, you know, that's, a, it, it can be a weakness if you view it that way, but it can also be a strength. Like, Hey guys, you know, I'm a bit down today. You know, I had a hard week, but I'm here for you guys. And I'm excited about this episode. And here we go. You know, yeah, I think, right. I think just yeah. showing up and, and being present with whatever is there is also a strength as well. And, you know, not to backtrack a bit, but you mentioned also, you know, people feeling insecure about their voice or not feeling like they have a, a good voice for podcasting. But, mm-hmm. you know, many, many, many podcasters, you know, I want to say eight or nine out of 10, if you ask them to listen to their first episode, you know, if they're deep <laughs> a few seasons in, <laughs> they're not going to want to do it, right? <laughs> no, right, right. It's going to bring them down, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, also, yeah. I mean, you know, you will grow with your show. Right. And yeah, so, yeah, and it's important to give yourself that grace and that patience <laughs> at the same and, time. And, you know, your audience is there for the journey. You know, they're not there for that perfect, polished last episode. It's been great, guys. Right. You know? <laughs> they're well, there also, for as the you ride. Get better, yeah, yeah. As you get better, hopefully, and in, in most cases, your audience grows with you. So yeah. that's, the, that's the thing is, you know, a lot of people, before they start a podcast, they're all worried that they're they're doing this, this 
you know, top-notch job at their first episode. But the truth of the matter is, is that nobody's listening in your first episode. So, right. right um, I mean, in most cases, I mean, unless you're a big celebrity or something like that, where there's of been course. a lot of marketing put, put of behind course. your show. But yeah. but most of the time, there's not a lot of people listening at the beginning in your first episode. So that's when you want to make a lot of mistakes and you want to, you know, work through your format and you want to work through the, your, your energy in there. And so as you get to two, three, four, five, six, seven episodes in, you're, you've got this show nailed, right? And what you want to yeah. do with it and you've got the energy and you've got the value. And, and then at that point, you can really start pushing the promotion and pushing, trying to drive audience to the show because you've, you've kind of got there and you're, you're ready for the attention. So but that takes some, some time. Exactly. Sometimes. Right. Absolutely. And it, it's a journey. It really is. And of course, you know, there are those beautiful scripted and narrative nonfiction podcasts right. that, you know, they come out that have big budgets and celebrity hosts yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's definitely something where there's room for everybody in podcasting. And if you're an independent podcaster, we're going to, we're going to talk about any podcasters yeah. in a second, but if you are right. an independent podcaster, there's room for you. You know, podcasting really is totally. the medium of the independent voice. So yeah, it's okay to kind of kind of work on being, you know, humorous and funny and it's okay to tell puns. Yeah. You know, those are those always, you know, spark a smile and that's kind of what you want is you want to inspire your audience to feel emotion and feel your energy and feel an up and a down. So Exactly. You know, it's okay to pause a bit. I know a lot of podcasters want to get in and edit little all their little pauses and things like that. But if you're truly speaking with inflection and with energy, it's okay to just stop talking. Yeah. Right? I mean, if you're listening now, <laughs> if you're listening to us here, there. there are natural pauses in our conversation in today's episode. And I think it's okay. You know, I think doing things at the human pace is also its own way of doing things. And, you know, there's a style of podcasting for every podcaster, right? Whether you want to clip out every breath, every um, every ah, every oh, but, you know, and everybody has those crutch words. Right. You know, mine, I think, particularly is absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know? and well, it's such a good word. It's like such a good word. Absolutely. And I think as podcasters, you know, you want to edit that out. You hear the cringe. But for other people, they're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Great. You know? <laughs> so yeah. It's definitely something where what you hear in your head as a podcaster, your audience may find a signature of your show, which is really important as well. Right. And that last element of trust is safe transparency. So tell us a little bit about that, Rob. Well, I think we talked about it a little bit in the earlier slides because some of these yeah. kind of cross over into each other a little bit. And, and safe tra transparency really gets back to just being cognizant of, of what you talk about in the podcast and how that might not necessarily be a positive for you, especially if you're, you're a female, I think men can get away with a lot more than, than women can in this transparency aspect about their personal lives. So it's just a matter of finding your sweet spot here around sharing personal details, you know, about your family or about your, your work. There's some people that have lost their jobs because they disclose that they're, they work for a certain company or something like that. So there's, I just think you need to be conscious of this aspect of it because you are, a, you know, you're becoming kind of a public figure here and you're getting heard by, you know, a growing number of people. Uh, and you just don't know who those people are all the time and, yeah. and what they, what they're capable of doing. 
to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I mean, whenever you put yourself right. out there publicly, I mean, we're speaking we're speaking specifically about podcasting because you know we're here at, at Podbean and we're really a leader in the industry. But really, anytime you put yourself out there publicly, you have to make sure that you're safe, right? Yeah. And you know, you don't have to disclose anything that you don't want to disclose. If you have a day job, which most podcasters do, many many podcasters do, right. you don't necessarily have to tell your audience where you work. You don't have to tell your audience, you know, where you live. And and in the age right. of the internet, it's definitely something where making sure that you are safe is the number one priority. Absolutely. Right. right. So it's, Absolutely. it's just, you know, I always like to talk about it because, you know, a big part of what I'm talking about is authenticity and being real and stuff like yeah. that. But there is a line that you don't have to cross. So on that side. Yeah. And that's going to be different right. for everyone, you know, and, right. and it's really... Totally. You have every right to disclose or not disclose any part of your life. Right. And it's really important as a podcaster because you may start a podcast and think, oh, you know, it's okay if I talk about, you know, my corporate day job and I've only got, you know, a couple hundred listeners. It's a new show. And then maybe that show expands and that can change. So, you know, it's okay to be conservative and it's okay to still be yourself without giving everybody the minutiae of your life outside of your podcast. Absolutely. Well, I want to talk a little bit. We we kind of breached the topic of being an independent podcaster. So I want to talk a little bit about that as well. And some of the differences as independent podcasters from large media companies in regard to audience trust. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Go ahead. You want me to jump oh, in? or Yeah, I want you to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that indie podcast productions are different than larger media company productions for a couple of reasons, right? I think the obvious one is that the content creator on the indie side is is usually the the producer, the host pulls all the content together and and it's less kind of business like in how they've come up with the show and how they operate the show. So you think about a larger larger media company and they typically have content producers, engineers, people that are they're paid for hosts of the show. They do uh, research on their target audience and they, they, they do a lot of background research and, and hire talent basically to host the show and then have a lot of support people behind, behind the show too, which creates a little bit of an unfair advantage compared to, um, to indie podcasters. But I do also think that that also creates an environment where there's probably likely to be a little less trust perpetrated in the, in the content. So that's not necessarily a um, bash on larger media companies and what they do with podcasting, because I think that they do produce terrific content. Uh, it oftentimes is quite different than what you typically experience in an indie podcast. And I think it's, it's also an opportunity for indie podcasters to really stand out based on these concepts of trust. Yeah, because, you know, absolutely. The larger media companies have a harder time creating that type of relationship with their audience. Absolutely. And I think, you know, specifically with larger media companies, the messaging is coming from a brand or a company or, right. you know, someone who has an established audience and has a specific niche. Whereas independent podcasters, people are listening to your podcast because of your voice, because of your interest, right? Because of your personal passion about the topic, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, of course, brands that are investing you know, resources into creating beautiful, beautiful content and storytelling. Of course, they're going to do that market research, right? They're going to make sure that yeah. they've targeted the right audience because there's more at stake, 
right? But right. as an independent podcaster, that really gives you strength and agility to, mm -hmm. you know, specifically speak to your audience, not about something that, you know, specifically is related to the values of a brand, but a thing that just lights you up, you know, and right. that you're excited about. So absolutely. Yeah. And I think that these lines are important to, to draw because, you know, I think I'm a firm believer and I'm, I'm sure you are too, because we're both kind of independent podcast producers and creators and hosts. And I see those distinctions quite strongly. And I think that is a strength for the indie podcaster community that needs to be emphasized that they do have strengths to compete against the larger media companies out there that are, are have this perception that they're, they're kind of taking away the opportunity from the independent podcasters when in actuality, if the indie podcasters were really playing to their strengths, their real solid strengths, that they could very much compete. Absolutely. And it's something really where instead of, you know, looking at what you don't have, look at what you do have. Right. Right. And so that that's such an important aspect. And of course, you know, a lot of those beautifully produced episodes and series coming from brands and larger media companies are incredible. And the great thing about podcasting is that there's room for everyone. There's room for every voice. Right. There's room for every story. So it's really amazing in that regard. Yeah. And as an independent podcaster, don't feel intimidated. You know, you're one of so many independent podcasters who are doing something because they love it. And, yeah. you know, the accountability is different. You have to account for your own time, right? But you're definitely right. not, you know, submitting audience reports and looking at budgets and and all of that kind of stuff, which does happen, you know, with, with large scale production of any kind, podcasting or any kind of media. But, you know, that is to your strength, right? You can pivot, you have agility, you can, you know, feed into the excitement of your audience about something that you really love. Um, and I want to kind of end our episode talking about ads. I love talking about ads. We love ads here at Podbean. We have so many ad solutions and resources here from DAI to programmatic to, you know, so many cool things. Um, and I want to talk about how audience trust factors into ads. So can you tell us a little bit about that, Rob? Well, I think just generally, I think trust in podcast ads is, is, is a, is a pretty strong piece when it comes to kind of a brand association or what's called brand lift, which means that ads that are heard in podcasts um, typically are more trusted than ads that are, let's say, seen in like social media. So that's kind of uh, the distinction. And one of the th reasons for that is, is all the things that we talked about earlier is, is around the relationship that the podcast has with its audience. Right. So if the audience trusts the hosts, they're going to trust an ad that's placed in that podcast and more likely to give that brand or that uh, product a, a try based on a recommendation or just the fact that that ad exists in the show supporting that show. And so that's the real takeaway of that. And because there's a direct correlation between ads um, that are run in podcasts and brand lift studies and ads that are run in um, like Facebook or YouTube are those that don't do as well because they're, I think the big reason for that is that they're perceived as more detached from a personality that you have as an audience member, you have a relationship with. So it's much more, you know, it's like the, the host read ads have always had that host endorse 
yeah. type of element to them that have really propelled podcast advertising to, to this next level. And now we're seeing programmatic advertising come into podcasting more and more, which is, which is a little bit more removed from the hosts. It isn't an endorsement per se, but, but it does have that brand association with the host by the fact that it's in the show. So we're not seeing a huge fall off in um, the brand lift when it comes to programmatic advertising and versus host read advertising, which has been, you know, either embedded advertising baked in or it's been dynamically inserted that was actually read by the host of the show. Absolutely. So, yeah, so we're seeing a, a continued up trajectory in um, the brand lift, which means, so when I say lift, that means that the perception of the brand um, is elevated by just the association with the podcast. Absolutely. And I think it's something where also when the audience has trust with you as the podcaster, then they also have trust with the brand that you as the podcaster have trust with. Right. So it's it's definitely a symbiotic relationship. And it doesn't have to be negative, right? Many, many mm -hmm. podcast hosts will only, you know, offer endorsed or host read ads for products that they've actually tried that they really do endorse. And so, you know, it right. doesn't have to feel like you've sold out or like it's an, like there's a right. negative connotation there, right? It can be positive because you're just telling your audience, Hey, I really like this thing. You know, you really like the show. I really like you. You really like the show. I really like this thing. And you, why don't you try this thing? Maybe you'll like it too. You know? So I think there, there is a direct correlation yeah. there as well. And it really adds to that personal recommendation that an endorsement is. Well, Rob, it has been such a pleasure to have you on today for Podcasting Smarter. We are joined here today by Rob Greenlee, Podbean's SVP of Content and Partnerships. And today has been just such a great conversation on trust in podcasting. Thanks so much, Rob. Well, thank you, Norma. I appreciate being on the show and being at Podbean. <laughs> Absolutely. Welcome. Thanks for joining us for this replay of our live event episode. If you have any questions about podcasting and want to get in touch with the Podbean team, reach out to us at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com. Happy podcasting.